This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. From Race Wars Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gay Tommy. All right, now we're really starting. Okay, for the fifth time, do you watch Veep, Karen? Neep. (laughs) Oh, that was such a spontaneous question and answer we just did. It's not like I said no before and then change it to Neep. Oh, my goodness. I think it is, like, the funniest show on television. No, come on. I'm not joking. I... I like was watching it the the first two episodes, and it made me think of you because there's a lesbian moment. Actually, there's like a whole lesbian subplot. Oh, I'm sorry. We've gotten feedback that it's too much of the lesbian. Oh, is that what somebody said? I'm a lesbian. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, I can't. I literally can't control it. Okay, you let me keep it under wraps. <laughs> you just walk around licking pussy. You know who you are, hater. <laughs> too much. Wait, what else? Okay, last week's episode. Before we say anything else, okay, our bad. That was a messy episode. Can I tell you something? It was really messy. It was hard with the four mics. We also had like three blabbers <laughs> yeah. and one more silent person. God bless his soul. Yeah. Um, when I was um, in Austin with Kurt, though, he did a really genius thing, which is so classic Kurt, which was he had the Zoom and the regular Zoom with two outputs for two mics. But he had a million people that he was doing his Like, he was podcasting with, like, seven people. And so he kept one mic for himself and just had one mic for, like, one other person. Do you know what I mean? But he selfishly kept a mic for himself. And he was like, well, I'm not giving up a mic. I said that during the episode and you yelled at me. What? No, you didn't. Yeah, you were. Yes, because I was like, there was the guy. No, 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 no. You said sharing. I'm not talking about sharing. I'm talking about here's what we should have done. You and I have our own mics. Yep. And then when somebody else needs to talk, we let them. Oh, okay. It's not a sharing thing where everybody just jumps on when they like, and we are like passing it back and forth. It's like, it's like we have the mic and then we have to control when shit gets said a little bit without being cunts because otherwise it's crazy. It's not like an in-person conversation where you can just like kind of roll. Well, it's so disrespectful to people that listen. Kind of like my eating problem I used to have <laughs> where I would eat constantly and like, fuck you, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But then I realized like people, oh, actually my theater company, we did this um, cabaret. It's oh, like the theater company I work for. Am I out of my fucking we mind? We have a strobe lights? light. I have no idea what's going on. Shelby, I'm also our producer. literally seizing. Shelby, can you, can you fix this? Oh, wait, he's not <laughs> in the room. He literally walked out as soon as we started recording. I, I mean, right before we started, we were like, Shelby, do you love us? Do you enjoy our show? And he violently threw paper while he said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Shelby. I'm just waiting for him to walk back in here with an AK-47. I mean, This isn't good for me. Honestly. I know. My brother actually was epi- is epileptic. I don't know if it's is like he? a thing that you... Oh, I mean, he hasn't had a seizure in like 30 years. Is like, it like being an God. alcoholic where like once always? I don't, that I don't know. Okay. Maybe, I'm sure we have an epileptic listener that will say we talk too much about epilepsy because everything we do, we do too much of. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. People love the through. show. We love people to listen to the show. We recognize that last week was probably not our best work. Right, but you guys also, and, and thank you always for saying stuff, but also we're just like trying stuff out sometimes. So if it doesn't work, we hear you and we love to hear you. But um, like, don't be so mean. Well, it gets that or or be mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of like when people are mean. Like one guy was like, it. okay, one guy, one of uh, my favorite person to fight with that listens to the show, whom I have like scolded openly on Twitter. <laughs> I know. 
What's up, Brian? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Said, uh, I love the show, but this week's episode sucked. <laughs> I know, because I don't want to say it's bad, but it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. And I thought about it. You know, it's the only episode that I I have not and probably will never listen to. But I, there's a difference between, and maybe it's irrelevant, but bad because the audio was fucked because we just had like a million people yelling over each other and bad because the show is bad. I don't think the show is bad. No, I think there was some really interesting stuff we talked about and I think we could have gone deeper yes. and I, I think ultimately it comes down to a failing on our parts for sure and i think that that's actually like a good segue into the guest that we may or may not have today um we're waiting for somebody to call into the show okay yes unclear unclear if it's gonna happen <laughs> or not <laughs> it's a cool guest if 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 we make it happen yeah this is a follow-up to the ajamu episode yeah it's a great we're so excited this green party thing is literal gold okay the green party is the fucking shit the Green Party is, oh, okay, so this is my, this is what I was going to say. Like, the failing was on you and me because Shelby's back in the room. Shelby. Okay, Shelby, the lights are crazy. The lights are killing us. They're, like, fl- strobing. They're so bright. It was flickering. Flicker. That was intentional. You knew that? Were you trying to kill us? Okay, that's the first question. Karen's epileptic. Oh, my God. B. No, she's not. I have so many problems with my body. <laughs> B, my other question is, can you tell if somebody called in while you were out of the room not producing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, we need you to produce one phone call. <laughs> and then you can leave. You Did can anyone just call? Leave. Okay, good. All right, cool. All right so we, we, I think, are, uh, this is mirroring my dating life, <laughs> uh, where I make plans and then just get completely ghosted. <laughs> Every this week. mirrors my lesbian life where I do one finger to one person and then get ghosted. <laughs> oh, I really hope this person calls in. It's such a good guess. But the Green Party is this is the this is the thing that I think is connected is we were not leading the show. We weren't we weren't in charge. That's it. We lost complete control. We just let anybody speak that wanted to speak. And there was no there was nobody in in charge. And that's sort of how I have felt about the Green Party. And its various incarnations because it's sort of like there was the Nader years, which is interesting because that was sort of like Boomer. That's Ralph Nader. That was 2000. He won the election for George W. Bush. It's always the fucking Green Party that wins the election for the Republican. Isn't it wild? Um, Meanwhile, like maybe Hillary Clinton did. Maybe Al Gore did because they were both boring ass candidates. Mm -mm. Like that's the problem. Yes. Although Al Gore is like kind of cool now. Um, that he's not in office and like cares right, about the environment. Right, but everybody's so much cooler sort of. after t- eating shit publicly. That's like very endearing. Like Hillary, I she had to go away for a little while, but when she comes back, people are going to be softer towards her. Is my prediction well, because she ate it. She, she ate it puts so hard. Chelsea out front. What do you mean put Chelsea out front? What They're the fuck has Chelsea fucking done? Up the Chelsea machine, like what does the that PR mean? machine. Like we're hearing all these. There's all these stuff about Chelsea Clinton. She's got the book. She's talking about. Um, in this book that she wrote, people are like dredging up like, the, oh, it could be like that we have heard that there is. Chelsea and her mom are so much alike where people are like, she's so great. And then you go, what has Chelsea done? They go, well, she works for the Clinton Foundation. Okay, so she works for her parents. She does, uh, she works for her parents. But not just exclusively. She did like finance stuff, I think. She did, um, she definitely was like at least on the board or worked for NYU Abu Dhabi. She had a connection to NYU Abu Dhabi. 
Um, yeah, but people who work for which is a fucking board, crazy place. But for people who are on the board, they're rich. Of, of, of NYU, anything are just rich. They're There's just one rich. requisite of NYU, which is be fucking rich. Fucking they're rich. so rich there. Yeah, and the Clintons are very rich, yeah. very rich. But that whole thing about her, I, I don't know, when she was five years old, writing a letter about I think a fucking apartheid. Like, I mean, the mythology Boo, that they're trying bitch, to build up around her. It's like you were an awkward redhead. Girl. Can we stop producing white people for public consumption? Thank you. Please? Thank you. How Can we stop can... producing Clintons for public consumption? Enough already. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do this Put again. Put an like... Obama girl out front. Let oh. her get her education, then make her something. I love a dynasty politically. Speaking. I know. I'm over a dynasty too. Yeah, get the five. That's another out. reason why the Green Party is so charming to me. They're so they're the opposite of dynasty. They could maybe use like a sprinkling of dynasty for two seconds. Susan Sarandon for please, continuity. Please just throw your name on some. Ticket. Girl, we would rally. You saw how people did with Trump, where everybody was like, he's an actor, whatever. Yo, he's the fucking president. She's mouthy as hell. That's what we need. Yes. The I've Green seen Party's her pet like... like a crocodile on the Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> show. She's fearless. I would vote for Rosie, by the way. Oh, my God. I would never, but I would be totally there for Get the Rosie candidacy. Get Rosie out front. No, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? My, well, Rosie would like, get into cast... a fight with a congressman and be like, I hope you get cancer. Right, right. <laughs> Do you remember she said that? Do you know she said that? To, to somebody on her, I believe, magazine staff won the magazine. Because you know she had oh, Rosie I magazine. I vaguely remember. She got into a fight with, I think, the publisher. And was like, I hope you get cancer. And then I went to this Did thing. Did they? Uh, Did she voodoo cancer on well, them? Well, I don't know. They did live in New York at, during 9-11. And it seems like lots of people have cancer because of that. That's another thing about the Green Party. They go deep. So Are they conspiracy people? Um... The 2008 presidential <laughs> nominee for the Green Party, Cynthia McKinney, um, was like a 9-11 truther. Of course she and was. Like in 2003-4. Was she, would she, she like put do her the name, podcast? I mean, we 100% need to get her. She's like 62. She How was busy can she be? The first black woman ever elected to Congress from Georgia. Oh my God, we need her. I know. She's really, really cool. But she also, after she... Okay, so she left the Democratic Party. This, the Green Party is so fun. They're so good. They're so fun. So <laughs> she, she runs with this woman, Rosa Clemente, whom we have spoken about a lot on this podcast and on Race Wars. Mm-hmm. Um and Rosa Clemente is like from the South Bronx. She's an academic. She's a journalist. She's a hip hop activist, which I don't really mean? know what that means, but that's what Wikipedia calls her. It sounds like she should have been not I'm wishing on it her, but if it sounds like you need to be shot to be that. No, uh, well, I mean, I mean, maybe to be a martyr, but I mean, a hip hop activist, meaning like, I don't know if that means like you're actually working within the community to change the way that hip hop is perceived externally or to change the way that it is expressed internally. Yeah, but hip hop is massively popular and it's like our biggest export. Like people love black culture everywhere. Well, yes, What's that's true. And a I've... lot of people have gotten very, very rich. A lot of white people have gotten very, very rich off hip hop. I mean, maybe that's what it is, is trying to return. I don't know what that means. I'm really interested to know what that means. I'm so tired of cultural appropriation arguments. I am so tired of it. I there know, is no such fucking mm, thing. No, there is no know, such thing. I know, I know. No, it's see, not the that people simple, have, Karen. No, no, but but here's the thing though, it kind of is. Because you there are really obvious ways where you go, oh, somebody is like cartoonishly co-opting somebody else's culture at, in a really really insensitive way that purely profits off of it and gives no props whatsoever to where that came from. Okay, that's that, okay, that's um, offensive or whatever. You could take issue with that. That's conscious. But it has like metastasized to be anything that vaguely resembles another culture that you're the wrong color for. Like when Katy Perry put on a geisha 
white makeup or like give me a fucking break by the way you know how many japanese people who are like honestly some of the coolest people on earth are like frizzing out their hair and doing hip-hop all day long are they japanese culture is so enamored of america i don't know of of a lot of different things they're in the whiskey world known as the great mimics but you just said it you just said it culture is enamored of culture it always sure, is. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, maybe it's different. Like, in even with, like, we did an episode, a bonus episode with Slim Ninja from the House of Ninjas, a vulgar. Yeah. And uh, so many people in the House of Ninja, in the New York chapter, at least, mm-hmm. are young Japanese women mm-hmm. who come here. He went to Okinawa, I think, um, and did voguing workshops but there. that's what I'm saying. Culture is appropriation. Culture is that. Okay. You mix However, and you melt. You know what you so get can. when you have no cultural appropriation? You get someone like Trump. Who's like white, 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 orange and white, 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 white. Mm-hmm. That's a nut, someone who doesn't appropriate culture. There you go. Is that what you want? Is that what people fucking want? Appropriation is a, is a nasty way to say everybody shares, everybody gets along. Okay. I think when people talk about a cultural appropriation in a negative sense, what they're talking about is erasure. And that's where you take something on with no acknowledgement of where it came from. But I think so ideally that's, that's what they're talking about. But I think a lot of the time they're not talking about erasure. They're talking about anything well, where they are. personally didn't get credit for a thing that's not really theirs. Okay. Mm, okay. But no, I don't think it's actually that simple. Because the issue that I take with what you're saying is that well, I didn't say what you're saying what you're saying has no nuance because you're saying it's not a thing. <clears throat> you did say that. No, no, no. I said I. It's, I think. I, okay. I apologize. I maybe I was. I mean, I didn't, but maybe I misspoke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is. I understand the argument from the sense of disenfranchising someone where they see their shit taken from them and profited from without any acknowledgement of their contribution whatsoever. But I that's, think that's not even I'm just like saying, an I, aesthetic thing. That's like that's the way gentrification works. That's the way like whole neighborhoods, funny populations are replaced and there's no acknowledgement of who was there. And then things that the population that was there before did mm. to make that area special, people just assume were always that way. Well, how do There's, you mean? It, assume it was always that way. Um, okay, let's take the Greenwich Village okay. in New York City. Was um, an epicenter of gay culture in the United States. Christopher Street and the Castro. East Coast, West Coast. That was that was gay America. That's how it was defined in the 70s. AIDS happens, wipes out. The Castro is still very gay. I don't know much about the West Coast, but I can talk about Christopher Street and the West Village and Greenwich Village, which are like kind of the same thing. Okay. Um, but that's an interesting split moving from Greenwich Village to the West Village because the West Village is like a residential term. It's a it's a yeah. real estate term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greenwich Village had like these cultural connotations, Bob Dylan, yeah. all these great artists that came up through there and all, all the um, art that came out of there. And now when you go to the West Village, it's all finance people. Sure. It's celebrities. It's like the, the art that's there is like um, Julian Schnabel. Like, um, okay, but people are, but, but I think that people make the mistake of conflating two different things. One is a phenomenon that happens all the time and always has and always fucking will, which is demographic changes of neighborhoods. It will always happen. There, that's like when people say, and, and uh, uh, holy shit, I hope I don't say this wrong, when people are like, we need to end rape. Okay, but you won't because we're animals. Animals in the wild rape. 
And we're animals and it's going to continue happening. Now, I'm not saying it's good. It's horrible. It's an evil thing. But you're not going to end it. What you can do is put things in place, right? But if your goal is to end it, then you're really misguided. You're focusing your energy on the wrong thing. You're not going to end it. What no, you need is like stiff wrong, consequences. Da, da, da. If you, but it's the same you're thing. We need to end the, gentrification. Mm. You never will. It's the natural like ebb and flow of the tides of human population. Okay, but no, but what I'm talking about specifically with the West Village, Greenwich Village is not natural. An entire population, not an entire, a huge portion of the population was wiped out by a plague. Mm -hmm. And then people moved in and took their place. So that's not like natural. But they weren't genocided. Now, I understand that's semantic. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, no, I get it. I get it. I, I don't want to argue with that. Okay, I'm not, I don't want to argue with that. I understand <laughs> that it was a crisis that wasn't acknowledged for a long time. It was a tragedy. I, I'm with you. But what Read I'm saying- Read notes from the Holocaust. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It was horrible what happened. But um, it's not like gay people were on purpose exterminated so people could move into their apartments. That's not what happened. There was- that, But that's not what I'm talking about. You're, you're, you're like getting away from- from my point. Okay, well, what's Because your point is about cultural appropriation. So everything yeah. that was established in this neighborhood was established by the, the queer artists that lived there and lived there cheaply and the bohemians and the people that were working and living there and, and able to be be what they wanted to be in New York City. Now, it's only a playground for rich people. And, and the institutions that were established now are inhospitable inhospitable mm -hmm. to the people that helped establish them. Right. Which so that's is the unfair. problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. And I don't But it's think... also a thing that naturally happens all the time and always will. I think I'm not it's... saying it's good. Sure, but talking about cultural appropriation, just like when a gay person sees that a show like Match Game has been revived on television. I don't understand what that refers to. Hosted by Alec Baldwin. It's a game show. Okay. And you know that Alec Baldwin has a really problematic history with gay people tweeting about the toxic little queen right. that waited on him at Starbucks, uh -huh. calling a guy a faggot and then trying to say, no, I said fathead. He's hosting this show, Match Game, on, I think, NBC, whatever. Okay. The only reason that that show is back on the air, it was like a game show in like the 60s, maybe 70s. The only reason it's back on the air is because RuPaul put it on RuPaul's Drag Race and called it Snatch Game, and it was popular. The only reason that that fucking lip sync battle show is on the air is because the queens at the end of Drag Race lip sync for their lives, and people are like, this is fabulous. But RuPaul and those drag queens have profited from that no, as they should. No, we I mean, yes, know. yes, in the sense that, like, I don't think RuPaul has anything to do with either of those shows. I could be wrong. So I don't think... I'm so confused about what your point is then because it sounds... You're like, they're appropriating this thing that RuPaul like, and is emblematic of, but RuPaul it. is... But and RuPaul, then they're straightening But it. they didn't take it from RuPaul. RuPaul's still doing RuPaul. Um, they haven't ousted RuPaul to take the place of RuPaul. No, that's true. And RuPaul is playing. I mean, maybe the point is, is that like a gay market is a niche market still and always will be because we are a small. But why do we have to watch celebrities do something that gay people are already doing on TV less well? Why? Why not just like draw eyes to what's like kind of fabulous, which is drag queens lip syncing. That's what they do. Anne Hathaway going on a wrecking ball and in her underwear so that she can pretend to be Miley Cyrus is like kind of fabulous and like 
an intentional camp way, uh-huh. which means that it's not fabulous because intentional camp is really fucking annoying. Right. When it's just trying to be, oh my God, look at this. Look at this. Can you believe an Oscar winner? But do you, do you honestly think that any true fan of RuPaul is someone who really appreciates like that niche community for what it is? And by the way, it's niche, but like it has millions of people who are a fan of it that are not necessarily gay or drag. Like I, everybody loves RuPaul, but I'm just saying like that hasn't t- diminished RuPaul. That hasn't diminished the drag community just because they 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 saw they that's business. No, but they it saw dilutes thing that was the successful. appetite. It does dilute the appetite <laughs> but for those something. People who were gonna watch Alec Baldwin and pick him were not gonna pick RuPaul in the first place. Okay, but it is still such a fucking annoying slap in the face that a show that I the gay people know t- to be on the air because of gay people. Yeah. Because of a gay person, RuPaul, the most important gay person in But also in gay people, like the people on television. the show, the people who produce, like whatever, people. There's nobody more important, not even Ryan Murphy, I don't think, in terms of like being... Um, a, not, not even the Murph? No, I don't think so. I think RuPaul is the most important gay person on television. Okay, fair enough. For sure, even more than Ellen. I think he but dictates... But RuPaul's not diminished by Alec Baldwin. He's keeping it queer. No, but it is still a fucking slap in the face as a gay person. Yes, but it's To see also... something that is on air because of gay people hosted by somebody who is a fucking coward about gay people. Yeah, but don't you think, like, first of all, that's the natural ecosystem of business. That's kind of how it is. People borrow and then kind of just take. But yeah, also, totally. it, But also, but that's like, appropriation. Every... Okay. That's the point. But it's... But the that's way of the world. It's the way of the but but no. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. No, and no, I'm but not my putting point, a value if I could just it. finish my point, is that <laughs> when that fucking happens, for fuck's fucking sake, when that happens, there's like a natural tendency to push the pendulum in the other direction. Like you are right now. Like you're all bent out of shape about it. You're not the only one. People see it and they're like, fuck fucking Alec Baldwin. He's using this thing that isn't isn't doesn't come from him. For profit. And people are like, fuck that shit. A lot of people feel that way. So for every action, there's a reaction. It's not just like in a vacuum and then Alec Baldwin gets rich and like RuPaul goes and dies in a hole. Well, thank God, because we need RuPaul. Somebody to keep but it fucking why. queer. Yes, yes, but that's why. People see Alec Baldwin and they're like, fuck that shit. We need RuPaul. Drag it up even harder. Yeah, but okay. But co- your initial point that I was responding to was about cultural appropriation not existing and not existing in the way that you were saying it existed. And I just fundamentally didn't think that was you true. You accused me of not having nuance. And I specifically from the I outset said made a nuanced yes. point. But yes, I, I said made that. a nuanced point right off the bat. I said, there's a difference between stealing for profit with no acknowledgement. That would be plagiarism. But that's what's happening. There, but no, no. But people are, there's two different things. Why there's, does it have to be there's direct? plagiarism. Nobody says to be right. There's plagiarism. There's kinds of plagiarism. That's when you take something that doesn't belong to you and make money from it, and it's not yours. It's not yours in any sense, and you didn't acknowledge. Well, you're getting down to like a legal monetary sense of ownership. Not really. I'm kind of yeah, doing saying in an academic sense. Okay, so what do you mean by that? Because then, where, how far do we go down that hole? Like, exactly. Where's That's the ownership? Exactly. My point exactly. Yeah. How far do we go down? But I That's see my the ownership. I think in a different way than you do. I think that's fundamentally the difference in our argument. Well, I see, I see it, I think, in probably like a more zoomed out sense of like of history and humanity where the reason that we are at the point that we're at in terms of like the human species and the animal that we are is like the culture is human culture. Do you understand? Like that's the po- I guess that's the point I've been trying to make not well is like when people say cultural appropriation, it's a very narrow way of seeing things. And I'm again, not saying people don't get plagiarized and disenfranchised. I'm just saying like culture belongs to humanity and not individual niche groups. Really? Um, I disagree with I know, that. I know you do. I mean, but well, cause that gets down to this idea that like, 
I don't know. People do have ideas. People mm-hmm. do have customs that they initiate, and like. But why is it wrong to be inspired by those? That's not wrong. Yeah. No, that's so not where, wrong. So where is the line, in your opinion? Okay. So, but however, like for me, like if I start grinding my herbs with a pestle and mortar, uh, because my roommate, I mean, you're destroying weed. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> <laughs> shame on you. <laughs> but like, that's nothing that I grew up with. I got that from somebody else. Okay. And if somebody sees me doing that, I'm going to say it's because my roommate, Kimia, when I was living in a raw vegan house in Venice, California, cool. used to do that. But your roommate so didn't invent that. Her. Yeah, but people have been using a mortar and pestle since millions of years ago. I just ago. think like, a, like I think that that's just an intellectually honest thing to do. Say, hey, I'm doing this because of this. Right. Like, and we do that a lot on this show. Like Absolutely. when we hit, when we have an idea, it's not a big deal. That's the thing is that and it's, it's like a huge thing for comics too, by the way. If you like even like borrow a, a phrase from somebody, yeah. you have to attribute. But that's, so that's my issue, Karen. My issue is not with the taking. Yeah. My issue is with the lack of acknowledgement and the erasure. I think that we're what we're actually disagreeing about is what's culture. Because I agree with you. Because you're like saying this, and I'm like, yeah, but I agree. Like, I agree if you take something without acknowledgement culture? that it's bad. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, wh- when you, like, I don't think that you can say, like, somebody uses a mortar and pestle, and I always have to attribute it to them. I mean, they didn't fucking invent that. That's as old as, as rocks. Okay, yeah, but you know, like in the musical theater world, for example, right? Like Jerry Herman writes Hello Dolly. Every fucking song is like a sing-songy march or a waltz in his shows. And you walk out of the show and you walk out of the theater humming them. Other people were inspired to write fucking sing-songy march type songs. He got that from somebody else. So there are good ways. But However, that's beautiful. That's not bad. That's that great. That is beautiful. But then there's somebody like um like like Andrew Lloyd Webber, who's actually just accused of what you're talking about, plagiarism. Whole phrase is lifted from like Verdi and Puccini, I think, mm-hmm. um, in in his various scores that he's written. So like, so that's different than just like writing in the same timestamp or like whatever. Yeah, you know? I, I then we're agreeing, but that's culture still. That's still culture. Like it's mm. it's. Musical theater is culture. That's like the yes, definition agree, of American you, no, culture. No, no, but, but that, that's not what I'm disagreeing with. I'm saying somebody's turn of phrase is not the same as musical theater culture. Um, culture well, is bigger than a phrase or a person or well, this or, or an outfit ways, or a and song. In some ways, no, because then after Stephen Sondheim came along and started writing these like sort of dissonant um, melodies like um, or discordant melodies, not dissonant, uh, then like – Everybody else started to write these like really unhummable songs and it became a nightmare. But he can do that because he's <laughs> fucking amazing and he can write in these minor keys and it can still sound beautiful and he can but do these even, crazy even harmonies. Even the examples you're giving are proving my point because it's example after example after example. And what does that show you? That shows you that this is something that's inherent to how human beings are. Like, have you ever seen like the nature show where. Totally, but like, you have to acknowledge oh, wait, your there, influence. Where there's that. Um, yeah, that's the intellectually honest thing to do. But humanity is not always intellectually honest. We're animals. But that's have why we're here to the... scream at people that aren't. But that's the you, point of the show. Have you ever seen that's the show where like there's this there's this like band of monkeys somewhere, and they have like this monkey culture. Like they swim. They're like the only monkeys that swim or something. And like the other monkeys in other parts of the jungle don't swim, but like they do for fun. Like other monkeys would drown and they just like, not only do they swim and enjoy it, they like the baby monkeys like grow up learning how to swim. They're the only ones who do it. It's their fucking thing. So yeah, no, it is really cool. So if another monkey from another part of some fucking part of whatever this is sees the swimming, right? And it's like, holy shit, I thought you just die in water, but you can totally swim and picks up swimming and brings it back to their monkeys. Would that be appropriation? If they're not like, I got it from that monkey. 
Um, we're not the same as monkeys. So well, we are actually. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. No, we are. We're no, just we're evolved not. monkeys. A monkey, yeah, we are. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But we're not the same. Actually, actually, in a very like honest sense, no, we're not. Like, we're literally genetically, almost exactly the same. Okay, but that's not the same. Is the same. Okay. Yeah, so we're not the same. There well, is a genetic difference. Like we evolved in a different way. That's like saying that's exceptionalism. We're animals and we have animal Fine, behavior. I'm not arguing that point, but like I'm not going to talk about animal culture because it's not the same thing. We're it's, not the same species. Yeah, it's a protoculture. That's where we came from. We're not even are we we're not even the same genus. Like Oh, what do you fancy? No, but I mean so that's like there's like huge we can't procreate. Like You're there's a genus. no I know I am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> genus homo. <laughs> I heard you have a big genus. <laughs> you heard a lie. <laughs> it's thoroughly average but beautifully shaped. Oh, your pink genus. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually purple on a cold day. Oh my god, they all are. What a nightmare. I'm so glad I'm a lesbian now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but we're not the same, so I'm not going to – I can't I can't engage that. Oh, my God. My <laughs> points are so epically good. No, it's like just such a faulty analogy. It's like a waste of everybody's time. <laughs> You're such a mean genius. <laughs> okay, Tommy. Karen. Did you know that cooking together builds strong family bonds? I don't like family, but it sounds nice. But research has shown that Blue Apron families literally cook together more often. Wow, that must be why they are the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Speaking of ingredients, speaking of recipes, if you're down for this, you're going to love Blue Apron. Spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers, and ricotta salada. Could I leave the ricotta salada off? You can do whatever the fuck you want, Tommy. I'll figure it out when it gets to my door. Okay, don't freak out, but sweet and sour salmon with bok choy, carrot, and ginger fried rice. Ooh, you lost me at rice. But what I would like is a parmesan crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted broccoli. Or if you want another thing, baby broccoli and fontina paninis with hard boiled egg and arugula salad honestly sounds dope as shit. Ooh, I like a soft boiled egg, but I get where they're going. Maybe I could just do that for myself. But you know, the thing is that not all ingredients are created equal. Fuck no. Fresh, high quality ingredients make a real difference so it is important to know where your food comes from not only that but you need to know that the meal you're cooking is affordable less than ten dollars per person per meal that you can choose from a variety of things that it's flexible you can customize your recipes every single week based on your preferences and did you think it was hard dummy um, no, I've done it a bunch of times and it was the opposite of hard work. It's easy. It's easy. Oh my God. It's just so like easy. me and kind of like you, but more like me. And the best part is it's guaranteed to be fresh. Mm. Blue Apron's Fresh and Guarantee promises that every single ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Yeah, because you know what? They were raised right. Here's the thing. If you're into it, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash unhireable. And if you thought it was too good to be true, we'll say it the fuck again. You go to blueapron.com slash U-N-H-I-R-E-A-B-L-E unhireable. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals. In your mouth, in your throat, inside you, everywhere. It's just going to feel so good. Literally top to bottom, blueapron.com slash unhireable. Hireable? No, unhireable. Boom, you can't get hired except for at Blue Apron because they're an equal opportunity employer. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. But this comes back to like the idea of the Green Party and and like the bat shitty shit that they do. Like, yo, they talk bat shit. They talk so bad. It's so wonderful. They talk so much shit publicly, which is why I fucking love them. Here's okay, can I float my theory? Tell me. 
So Hillary was super dry. Al Gore was super dry. People were like, ew, I'm grossed out. And then Trump was fiery and volatile and polarizing and it worked for him, right? Mm -hmm. And like, and and people were like, he's just like us. But the Green Party straddling this weird line where we're like, no, we're serious politicians. But then they kind of talk like him. They like talk all this shit. If you read what they write, it's like they like drop f bombs all the time, and they're like, "No, I don't care." It's like they're so like well, they know borderline on a unprofessional. Yes, they know on a fundamental level that they are they are unhireable. Hashtag unhireable. Yeah, yeah they completely are. <laughs> they know. So what's the what's the big fucking deal? No, but I'm saying they're not like I used to think they were like kind of really off the rails, but now I feel like they just haven't refined the formula enough. Like Trump did something right. With that, where he like leaned in so hard to it that people were like, we don't expect professionalism from you. Do you know what I mean? But the greenies are still like, take us seriously. So people are like, okay. And then they go, they pop off like crazy. And people are like, well, like now we can't. But they're also doing cool shit, right? Like, so it's like, you can't have Jill Stein at Standing Rock. It just doesn't work. Like, she's not good at it. Like she's there. <laughs> Did she sit? Like she sit, it was sitting rock. God damn it! I wish I thought of that. <laughs> That's why I'm a professional who makes very little money. <laughs> Close um, to zero. Go ahead. <laughs> um, we pay to do this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm in don't. debt from comedy. Go ahead. <laughs> um, just kidding. I would never pay Shelby to leave the room. <laughs> Shelby, how are we doing? Where I'm are we on time? talking about my craft of We're four up? hours into the podcast, according to the ticker. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you motherfucker, Shelby. Shelby, produce a clock for us. <laughs> what are you, in the green party? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Can anything be produced? <laughs> but, like, you can't have somebody standing at sitting... Ro- so wait. You can't have somebody at fucking Standing Rock who's then going to go home to Lexington, Massachusetts and live in her Caucasian house. That is culturally appropriated from Joanne the Scammer, Googler. I know who Joanne the fucking is. I know you do, but anybody else that doesn't. Everybody knows Joanne. Caucasian house. Oh my God, any whole dream guest, Joanne the Scammer. Oh, completely. Yo, don't let me forget. Anytime you want to come on. Also, he is fucking fine. Okay, outside of the Scammer clothes, yes, he is very attractive. Also, porn star. Uh, really? or, well, yeah, top two. What? Top, top, top. I think he made like one video that I found. Um, Still a star to me. A star, star. You know what? That's the important word. Oh my god! By the way, chime the fuck in. What is wrong with you people? With any whole dream guest? Like, yes. where are you? Come yeah. through. Yeah. We ask you for one thing. Did you we are lose our you friends all? and family. Did we lose you all last I week? I think that they. Okay. To recap, totally don't blame you. We hear you. We love you. We're on it. I mean, also be cool, but <laughs> yeah, like chill the fuck out. <laughs> okay, we are accepting any whole dream guest suggestions don't get where we might all right so do we talked about this last week but like a i'd smoked pot and b i think did we have a drink when last week before that uh, ridiculous show you did i did not oh yes we went to that uh cowabungas or whatever or it is. whatever some mexican place near your office who i forget even who i know i didn't listen to that episode either. who did we say was our any whole dream guest uh, besides That's... the obvious milo yeah, Milo, probably Rosie O'Donnell, like literally anybody who's Avi. ever run for Green Party Ab. Uh, political Spicer, office. Spicer, Dolezal, that's right, I forgot. Oh, Dolezal, Levi yes. Johnson are the one that knocked up Bristol. Oh my yeah. God, please come through. Please, oh, Levi. Oh, yes, Levi. Levi, knock me the fuck up. I mean, come on the show. <laughs> he can't afford a ticket. Um, well, The Playgirl money ran out. Okay. Um, Aaron Carter, remember Aaron Carter? 
Yeah, didn't he have a meth addiction? I, I just love him so much. Do you? He was, you know, I went to Endemian, which is one of the Mardi Gras parades in 2003 uh-huh. when I was a freshman in college. And he was the grand marshal of Endemian. I just love people who are have a way, way more famous sibling that they can never, ever, ever hope to catch up on and also are on meth. Um, yeah. So Haley Duff, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Many more. You got a sister? <laughs> <laughs> and Hathaway's gay brother. Come on on. Oh, my God. Gay uh, brother. Emma Watson's brother, who looks exactly like Emma Watson. Oh, you know who cleans up in P-Town? Oh. Is Chris Evans. Is that Captain America? <gasps> he what has a gay mean? brother <gasps> who looks like him, but a little bit chubbier. So he's like totally my so type. So he's gettable. Yeah. He's gettable. But he is... People lose their. Sh- he looks just like Chris Evans. I mean, Evans. I bet he gets. I'm. Sh- I can't even imagine. I would lose my shit. How much ass he gets in P Town? <laughs> I know, and he hit on my friend when we were there. It was so what? annoying. I know. I always have. I have one friend who's like really hot, mm. and he's my best friend. So I'm always with him, and nobody ever <laughs> comes annoying. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do they not know that your hashtag on Highball is wrong with people? Do they not know I have psoriasis <laughs> everywhere? Uh, have they not seen you do push-ups with? <laughs> Perfect form. Thank you for acknowledging my form. Once oh my again. god, I tried last night. Okay, so sometimes I just have entire conversations in my head with people who don't exist and r- repeat them over and over again alone in my room. If this happens constantly, and I was alone in my room talking to me, <laughs> and me said, <laughs> "I bet you couldn't even do a push-up. You look like a weak girl." And I was like. No, I bet I could do how many rebetting? Like 10. And then the other me was like, I would settle for three. And I was like, fucking do it. So I dropped down perfect form, did my little triangle hands. Honestly, it's so hard like that. Like I had to separate my hands. I, I know. Cou- couldn't fucking do it. It's so I feel it right now in the this part of the front, the yeah. front arm. Yep. And then you'll also feel it right here in the tricep. It's hurting me. Yeah. You gotta drop your shoulders. That's the most important thing. What's when that? you're doing like so like you can't like have your shoulders out like this you have to drop them in oh, and yoga it, all style. of it, it that's the that's what all my push-ups are yoga push-ups yeah even the triangle I ones suck at yoga push-ups so much and yoga they're always like okay guys the end of a long fucking thing where you've been on your arms the whole time they go you guys get into plank position <laughs> and <stay> there. <laughs> i know it's so good for your abs though i know but it hurts i know i know i like doing them and i like sort of forced myself into a life where I now have to do them forever because I got my tit pierced. Mm, you can't have a droopy tit. I can't have a droopy tit Literally, with that Literally, you can't. It's going to be so southward bound. Oh, and it like also just is like, it just doesn't look good. I know. You need to have like a oh, borderline your nipple? I, oh my God. Oh, my nipple's good. Do you want to see it? I you. Yeah. Oh. See, it's not bad. It looks okay. Yeah, it's not like all it's like. It's cool. It's not all like. Uh, you can do the other one? No. I like one. You just want to have half your body pierced. And then maybe the other <laughs> half to tattooed. I th- I'm thinking of getting like a little like half sleeve of like a tree. I don't know. I'm really oh, into body so modification green party. right now. You're so green party. Yo, I already have Everything's a tree. A tree to I have you. a tree already on my wrist. I have a palm tree. Why? Why? Um, Is it a Catholic thing? No, it's like a, I like trees thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am a tree. So you t- have conversations with yourself while you're doing push-ups in your bedroom. I have conversations. Full conversations start to finish. Literal full conversations while I'm running. I run and I cry a lot and I have conversations with trees. I cry. <laughs> I don't run. It's been so intense since my <laughs> did mushrooms on uh, January 1st yes. and spent the day like literally I spent an hour hugging a tree in Central Park. And now I, I like think I'm a tree actually. Yeah, we both popped off on the first. Yeah, yeah. And I have not come back actually. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Oh my life, it's it's damaged my life. Um, but you know what? Like, I kind of, 
I feel really connected to trees, and I I think that's the reason that I like am getting more and more invested in the Green Party because a they're about human liberation, which I like, but maybe they're not. So maybe like there's going to be like a schism, and maybe like the Rosa Clementes and the Ajamu Barakas will go somewhere else. Um, I th- I think I'll follow them, um, but I like the idea of like people that are marrying human liberation with like planet liberation, trying to like free the planet from the plague of humanity. What's human liberation? Um, well, to me, what human liberation is is l- giving everybody space to just be. As, as I guess, like, but the in real broadest- terms, what does that mean? In in practical political terms, what is that? Okay, so like I like think energetically, I can tell you like it's a conversation like we have with the Jammu Baraka, where there was there were challenges, and you made me so fucking nervous during that show, and I I need to work on this because I found myself in listening to that episode because I did listen to that, like I was answering questions that you were asking him because I was afraid of what Girl, you were going to say. I know you were. <laughs> I know I'm working on it, but you make me nervous because because you just say shit, but it's yeah. important that you just say shit. Even when I think what you say but is I like, I can't help it. I just like not say nuanced. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I but mean, I'm like nuanced. literally full of nuance. I like think things thoroughly. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, always, yes, but not initially. Always, <laughs> <laughs> you always think things through. Yes, you do. That's what's amazing. Yeah, about but you. do I not like come around? I do. I'm not like a every single I'm time. Not, I'm not like stuck on any one thing. Literally every single time. That's why it's a joy to do this with you. Um, but it's also a joy to fight with you because you're also like really stubborn. I love fighting. I know. Oh and you're so God, good at me I too. Why am I so good at things? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just like um like a gift. It's like you're born with it. Remember when a certain someone told us our show was all over the place and we were like, no, it's not. It's focused. Shelby's literally sitting right there. <laughs> oh my God. What have we been talking about this for? I need to get back to four Cynthia. and a half hours. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> all right. We were 30 minutes in eight minutes ago. So okay. now we're at what? Like 38 Shelby. Have we been here for 10 days? We've been here for 90 (laughs) hours waiting for somebody. Shelby, I called it exactly. Are we allowed to say who we're waiting for or is Uh, that rude? Rosa Clemente, just call us. Rosa, call us. We're waiting. We've been waiting. Uh, But you know what? This is very on brand. This is very on brand. It's a green party move for us, for her, everybody. Rosa, not only forgiven, but loved and accepted. (laughs) We're so much more excited to talk to you now. You are so us. Nothing makes us happier than being blown off <laughs> i mean not only that but it like literally makes me feel like i'm at home yeah are you my mother also, withholding affection <laughs> i just feel like all of us are just as qualified as anybody to be a green party candidate yeah for vice president for sure no why not kidding. for president well i'm telling you i think we should run but you're too fucking young for the next election which is Ugh, so irritating. i know i'm so annoyingly young but it would be nice to run with you i i really devastatingly think young though it would be so funny to run for president with you you would have to be president and i would have to be vice president it would be the best it would literally be the most fun thing ever like if one of us could have an assassination attempt that's the only thing that would make it better or really be assassinated i mean for the other one that would be really great <laughs> that know. would be it would be oh my god we would rock it to stardom i know but y- that's why i want you to be the president i'm too i don't want to die <laughs> no, my blonde hair is a shiny beacon <laughs> um and my bald head actually is too so maybe they'll just take us both out. by the way we look so similar <laughs> we're barely different people always say who's karen who's tommy which one is itchy <laughs> uh yeah i don't know but the the thing that i like about the the like Rosa Clemente 
is that she really will fucking pop off. And she, like two days after, I cannot wait to talk to her about this. So two days after the, no, not two days. I think it was on the 15th. So however many days after the election that was, November 15th, 2016. Yeah, we'll do it at home. She went to Concord Academy, which is like, um, I think it's like a whitey white private school. I don't know. It's like, I think Concord really sounds expensive. white and Academy sure as shit sounds Concord white. Concord is white and Academy definitely is white. Uh-huh. I mean, but she talked to the, I, I think that maybe they're like hippie enough that they like have like, I don't know what it's called, Metco. Uh, there was like a, I don't know. What are you saying to me? Maybe they busting kids from outside of Concord because oh. I don't think there's a lot of diversity in Concord. Is that the video you sent me? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. I couldn't hear the audio very well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, were you on your headphones like at the gym? No, I was on my computer. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's really weird because I heard it like fine. But it's interesting. You should look up this talk she gave. And she talked a lot about white fragility. I know. I was and confused all I by it. <laughs> think about white fragility was like the audience that she was speaking to. And it was so like beautiful to me to think of her talking she was talking to jill stein's people concord is like she imagining jill stein's pale white body as she talked about fragility i think concord is next to lexington Uh it's like right up there though and it's like one of those like revolutionary towns that's very important in american history it sounds so white yeah it's like white white it's like white like houses from like 250 years ago aka they had slaves they didn't call slaves but probably i don't know i don't know no bueno yeah i hear you um functionally slaves if not nominally so what's the point point of talking about rosa clemente (laughs) well Well, you had brought up or whatever well, I just thought that was interesting because also what Rosa Clemente did the day after the – this was the day after the election. She posted that thing about I will not stay <laughs> silent about how Jill Stein treated me Yo, any longer. I need to get to the – where the fuck are you, Rosa? Rosa, We're we have so get many questions about her. Oh, my God. Is Jill Stein a fucking racist? Is she the worst? And I – listen, listen. A friend of mine went to school with her. I'm asking – You met my friend. And yes. my friend's mother said Jill Stein – is an asshole. Really? Yeah. So that's one wealthy white woman to another. So among the wealthy white, Jill Stein's an asshole. So I wonder she's what... She's an asshole among assholes? She's an asshole among assholes, so that seems notable to is me. Is it shocking for Jill someone Stein, running... any whole dream guest, by the way. Oh, any whole dream Literally, guest. Literally, anytime any you want to come on. Any whole, any dream, any guest. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> is she... Is it that shocking that someone who would be narcissistic enough to run for president, which anybody who runs for president is a fucking narcissist, is it that shocking that she's... A dick. Let me ask you a question before we go further. Are narcissists like witches where there's good witches (laughs) and bad witches? Can you be a good narcissist or is it absolutely? Okay. Here's how I feel. I've met so many narcissists um, because I hang out with like artists all the time and just people with their head like it lives up their ass. You also probably are one and I am too. And I'm not even saying I'm not that. Yeah, Yeah, no, 100%, (laughs) right? I'm just saying like it takes one to know one, right? Like I see it everywhere. I don't think narcissism in and of itself is bad. I think it's a matter of degree. Like, I think everybody is to a degree. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Narcissism, everybody, okay. Wow, I'm not doing amazing. Everybody's the center of their own universe. Every single person, like, you know, in Judaism, you know, one they say, set of eyeballs, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. In Judaism, you save a life, you save a world, right? Because everybody's, it's a world. Everything, it's like your whole world, it's you. So everybody's kind of a narcissist. But when we're talking about like a clinical narcissist where it's like extreme, Um, I think that you can use your powers for good or evil, right? Like, I think that there's a confluence of, like, personality traits that would make that either good or bad. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you also are like a little bit sociopathic, then that's going to be real fucking bad, right? Because you're doing everything for yourself and no empathy for anybody else. Yeah. But if you're not, then it's like, mm, okay, then maybe you like you might achieve something great because you love yourself. Um. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That's very. In very... which case, it's like neutral. I don't think narcissism is good or bad. I think it's straight up neutral. I think. I think like you. There's. It's everywhere. I don't think it's that. Is it like gayness, like where it's in the DSM now, but we'll take it out at some point? Because it is. It's There's a narcissistic personality disorder. But if something is, if it's a disorder, then that's different. That's not straight. That's not, it, okay, that's different than straight up narcissism, Well, no, it? it's just a label because there was a time where, I forget what it was called, but being gay was a disorder. There's gender identity disorder, I think might still be in the fucking DSM. Well, but that's not a bad thing that it's in there because it means like Chelsea Manning gets her treatment or whatever. So for that reason, 100%, but then also like history will not look on it necessarily kindly. Yeah, but like medicine's so political. Totally. Sometimes you just need shit in there so people can get help. No, totally, totally. But then like, does it need to be disordered? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I mean, we, it's like, it's so easy to point to people who are narcissists who suck and be like, well, narcissism sucks, but there's a ton of, nar- listen, if you hang Barack out with- Barack Obama is like a classic example of a narcissist 100%. to me, but I also but, think but he's also, not well. Yeah, but listen, you hang out with comics. Like you've been on Race Wars, like, like I, I'm not- Pointing the finger curtain, Sherrod, but I <laughs> like you just did. But no, <laughs> but seriously, like every we're all narcissists on this show. You're mad because Sherrod bought the last, the last bag of, of the weed, fucking weed. Holy from shit! From a drug dealer. Okay, and he also smiled and hugged me, knowing he had just bought the last of the weed, and then waltzed out the door, knowing I was literally two minutes away from finding out that I was going to be weedless for the next two hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? It actually makes me love and respect Sherrod more. Doesn't it though? <laughs> Me too. That's my dad. It's such a good move. <laughs> I can't wait to be like that. He oh wait, did I already it. Am. He did it knowing that I was going to go, oh, I love Sherrod. <laughs> but yo, he's that's the a fucking, best. he's the best. But Sherrod he's an, should run for fucking office. Sherrod should run for Green Party anything. Literally, honestly, just smoking fucking spliffs at every can. This is what I want to see from the Green Party. Oh okay? my God, I know you're going to I want to see them just fucking double down, having like weed on dinners, weed. Yes. but on everything. I know, but green should be green. Like, get green. Okay, yes, I, I hear that, but like, I, 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 I <laughs> don't extend patronize that, me, Tommy. <laughs> I send that to all, all the green shit, like all the plants, but yes, 100%. You're right. Yeah, they gotta get, they gotta get a little cooler the with the weed. Lean in. green, lean green. But that's what I'm saying. If they're, that's it. They're not leaning in enough. They're like, take us so seriously. We're basically like Hillary, but greener. But you're but are not. They putting they're not in the at effort? All. Because, like, okay, I have questions for Rosa Clemente about the 08 campaign because. First of all, that must have been very difficult because you have a black one, a black woman and a black Latinx woman running on the same ticket against the first black guy who's going to win. Mm. So there must have been like shit from within the communities against them about running against this guy. Mm. Um, but what I love about Rosa Clemente is that she never backs down. She always doubles down on like who's evil <laughs> and just says it. And she thinks like, you know, she she the way she talked about Trump in that. Um, Concord video was really interesting to me because she was so dire. One thing that she said in that was, I have family members who voted for Trump. They will never see me again. I'm serious about that. So that was like very interesting to me Um, because I wonder how many times in her life people have said to her, you went against, like she went against Obama. Like I'm never speaking, you know? Like I wonder how much of that she experiences because the Green Party tends to, I think, get much more violence directed at it at least like um like verbal violence like language directed at them uh 
around elections than like libertarians do. for sure but you know what that's a, a really interesting thing about the green party is like and and i like i think horribly said it to ajamu like green the green party should be so unifying right like we all live on this planet it's an emergency like we have to handle it it's so unifying not just for the nation but for everybody everybody right we should all be able to agree and yet the green party's really divisive Completely. like they throw down in ways that are counterproductive it's like taking away from the issues for her to say they're I family me- I also have family members who voted for Trump, close family members, and I'm not gonna write them off because number one, they're my family, but number two, well, they're your parents. Even, they're my parents, but but extended family. Forget that, like like a lot of my family, okay? And they're not bad people. And I'm really, really tired of the rhetoric at this point. And I know I've been saying it, but I'm uh, honestly to the point of exhaustion of people saying so I'm obnoxious. throwing this person away. Yeah. All right, honey, it doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work to throw them away because they elect Trump, and we need everybody on board together like it can't be a me versus you because you voted a way i didn't like for two do you does anybody honestly think that trump voters millions of trump voters purely voted out of spite here's what i would say i don't fucking buy it i think that people had reasons and i and i just read a thing on like salon or whatever on the way over here i was like i click click clicked right i like fell into a hole and it was about how like how problematic it is and um and um, uh, how, like the 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 what is it? The myth that that Hillary didn't address the working class. Like I, I I'm so over this shit. Can we please for two seconds? That's the Clinton PR machine. Talk hello, to people. hello, hello. That is the Clinton PR machine gearing up. I, I guarantee this. I guarantee this. I can't prove anything. I just I just have Hillary's seen the Clintons. talked about jobs. No. Yes, but they are not rewriting the way it. They're that, rewriting it to go yes. against that book. I think it's called Shattered, Yo, the that, new book. We're reading we that. Get, we're reading it and we're going to get them on. And actually next week we're going to do the next uh, People's History. Oh my God. Can we just skip it and do Shattered? No. Um, but we can do that in addition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm doing it You instead. literally <laughs> just have to show up. <laughs> Nobody expects you to read <laughs> either book. I mean, I read Voraciously, <laughs> you were such an asshole. I know. I read. I do nothing but read all day long. Um, I know, but Twitter doesn't count. Just kidding. You hate Twitter. I hate I it know. so much. I read Instagram literally on the daily. <laughs> You're good at writing Instagram too. I, I don't know. know if anyone's ever told you that, <laughs> especially not yourself. I'm listening. <laughs> um, wait. Now I got confused. Oh, but now Hillary no green, machine. green, 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 green. Yeah, yeah. So the thing about this is, is that they're gearing up to get. Chelsea to run because there's all this bullshit Ugh, and it's so annoying. Kill me. And we need more people just saying it in a Green Party way, but like more. That's what I said to Ajamu. Ew. We no need Chelsea. No, no more Chelsea. Clintons. What is she? No more Clintons. Enough. 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 What enough. the Good fuck enough. has she done? My God, Nothing. I would never vote for her. I'd rather jump in front of a moving fucking train. No, I'm saying no to Chelsea right now, forever. Yes. You know what? We are. We will rename this if she runs the anti-Chelsea. Yeah. No Chelsea. <laughs> the name of this podcast will be rebranded as No Chelsea. No fucking <laughs> no Chelsea. Chelsea. Hashtag No Chelsea. This bitch has done nothing forever, and they want her to be the fucking president. No Chelsea. Can we, oh my God, I just got an idea. Can we start a campaign to make Chelsea Clinton completely unhireable? What do you mean? Like, that's our goal. I'm listening. I don't know, but we have to make her unhireable I in feel like a she political sense. Is. Okay. Do you think so? I think she, she's quite hireable. I think she's jobless. I think she works for her parents. Okay, but I think we're seeing her, mm, yeah, but, and does she work? I mean, she. That's what I'm saying. I don't she's know. epically unhirable. I mean, she does. She's never. She's hireable by name. She's never publicly demonstrated any concern for humanity. Or any that kind I've of seen. skill or accomplishment. Like, what is she doing to, like, make people's lives better? 
What is she doing? That's I don't know. Exa- my exact point. Yeah, yeah, but what like what like what is she fucking done? Oh yeah, oh I know. I'm not arguing Chelsea, with you. Chelsea, no bitch, no, no Chelsea, no Chelsea, Chelsea, no. Wait, what's the hashtag? Is it hashtag Chelsea no bitch? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much, right? Hashtag no Chelsea. Hashtag no Chelsea. Um, hashtag Chelsea unhirable. Uh, we're gonna okay, you guys come through for come the million times. Unhire- <laughs> well, I feel like it should have an unhirable in the in the title. We'll think it through. Unhirable Chelsea. Never Chelsea. Yeah, but ne- that's too never Trump. But you know what? Fuck her. Never Chelsea. Yeah, never Chelsea. Never Chelsea. Hashtag not with her. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Clintons. <laughs> but here, you know what? I almost hope that they run her somehow because it will be a fucking brutal catastrophe. She's hateable. Inshallah. I don't know that it will be. We'll see what happens. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, okay, so I think that when Rosa Clemente gets on here, I want to talk about the Clintons with her i want to talk about marijuana i want to talk mad jill stein and mostly i want to talk about our future candidacy as the the first um gay and lesbian green party president and vice presidential candidate we're announcing now for 2024 one's a jew one's a catholic so i don't want to hear the white thing nope don't say it don't say it you know what they say irish catholic Okay, Irish need not apply. That was a real thing. I My mean, grandmother. We suffered. were genocided. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear it. Uh, we weren't, but we can say we were. <laughs> I'm down. The gays. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Thank you for acknowledging that AIDS was upon. a genocide. Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> Rosa now, Clemente, this now is my the gay best. friends are very dear to me, so I don't want to start shit with them. You know, I love you so much. But you were asking for it, you sluts. Referring to the Holocaust. Can I ask you a question? Today is Tuesday, April twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. Apparently, it's Holocaust Remembrance Day. Today, but it was like Holocaust Remembrance Day, like. Like a couple weeks ago. So Can I, I tell you something? What? If you're a Jew, every day is Holocaust Remembrance Day. You think okay. we forget it for even one moment of one day? Do you think you let anybody else forget it either? You hey, have your... Wait, can I just say something? Do y'all remember the Holocaust or no? Karen, take your foot off that Palestinian's neck when you oh ask God. that question. It's called Holocaust Remembrance Day. Holla. Not... Cost. What's the Holocaust of this? Let's think of some Holocaust. Oh my God, it's so trivializing the Holocaust. There's a drag queen named Holocaust. Really? I think so. <laughs> Which maybe inspired my drag name, Auntie Semite. <laughs> 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 I didn't know. What's my drag name? Um, Rosa Clemente. <laughs> oh my god, so perfect. And Shelby is still just classic Shelby. <laughs> Shelby is a gender neutral name. He is forever Shelby. He's uh he just he just um puts a spotlight on his lips. That's how he performs. Everything Shelby else is blacked was out. Forced, literally forced by us and our bullying to grow the world's thinnest mustache <laughs> and it's gorgeous honestly we're really proud of you shelby we've seen your progress week after week and you're looking fucking fly it's good to see the hormones taking effect it's nice to see those lips properly framed yeah it is for once the only thing that would make them look better is if they were on the phone figuring out where our <laughs> guest was <laughs> just kidding we're turning down these fucking lights <laughs> honestly why are we standing here? Yeah, my I wish head you could is see. killing me Karen, you're sweating <laughs> 
Oh my god. It's so hot. I it's so know. hot. You just want us to look bad. It's fine. Honestly, For we're all not of even our fans this isn't being sitting recorded. <laughs> I feel like we're in HD and I don't need that. Karen, do you have anything you would like to promote this week? Um, only my life and life's work. Yeah, it's important. Um, <laughs> um, fuck. You know what? Fuck me. I've got a show coming up at the Grizzly Pair this Friday at 10, and I have another one May the 8th at the Creek in the Cave. Okay, so we have something kind of exciting to announce. We have two announcements. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Any whole dream guest campaign. Uh, so maybe three. Okay, officially launches next week. We are waiting with bated breath to hear your suggestions. Obviously, we've already got it unlocked, but like we are, we want you. Okay, so here's the wrap up of this. Okay, I'm going to give you guys four items, action items, okay, and yeah. you can do one to four or none of them. <laughs> N- number one uh, is any whole dream guest. Let us know who you want. Number two, tweet at Rosa Clemente and say, hey, we can't wait for you to be on Unhirable. Also, where are you, Rosa? Get yeah. at us. Hey, we Rosa, love you. we Get love you. Us. This Come is, on. I've never liked any guests more than the one who didn't show up I know, for the show. Rosa, we love you. It's literally, you don't, you don't know how much we love you because of this. Rosa, you have negged us into a door. Oh, you. my God, you're our favorite guest <laughs> ever. Okay, number three uh, is um, help us figure out a way to make Chelsea Clinton unhirable. She is already. And then number four, surprise, Karen, we're doing a party with Kate Wolf. It's going to be a dance party. There's going to be weed involved, and it's happening in May at a TBD Bushwick location. So if you guys aren't familiar, Kate does this amazing party. It's like a rad dance party where everybody freaks the fuck out called Break Free, and it's supposed to be like, I don't dance. Y'all know I don't dance. I mean, do you know? Which is a you literal know. lie because I've seen you dance. Oh, my God. You're a good but, dancer. Okay, but here's the thing. It, that's the first time I've ever danced publicly my entire life. Yep, Mm-mm. I'm not. Nope, I'm not. I have I've never been to a wedding. And when I used to go bar bat mitzvahs, I would like sit in the corner. I was I was so embarrassed. And then Kate was like, get over yourself and grow up, you dumb bitch. I'm putting on this party. Like, just come dance. And I was like, okay. And we showed up 18 hours late and fucking dance. And it was the best. It was so, so, so It much was fun. so fun. Kate wore these like sick leggings and she was humping things and just like dancing like a, like a, a free spirit yeah she was amazing she's a total free so we're doing that but we're putting our little thing on it so it's gonna be mad weed and it's gonna be we might have some ninjas there so it would be like dances with wolf and ninjas oh my god I can't wait we're gonna be so fucked up yeah it's gonna be really really good but also conscious because that's what she does is conscious dancing. Right. And that's I'm, what she I'm, calls I mean it. fucked up in my soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the dancing's going to fuck your soul up. But so will <laughs> the drugs. Oh my God. It's going to be such I know. drugs. Can't wait. So dancing. If you want. You know what? Bring enough to share. Also, it's if you're sober, we support. Yeah, totally. Because we have so many sobers. Yeah, we have a lot of sobers, actually. And we're going to invite everyone who's been on the show. And we love our sobers. Maybe one of them will show up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Uh, seriously, it's going to be a sick party. Remember the last party we threw? And it was sick also with Cookie Puss? Yeah, it was dope. We're not going to podcast at the dance party, though. No, obviously it's not. It's a party. No. But we are going to Insta it. And it's going to be yeah. literally the best thing you guys have ever seen. And um, I'll like show you my dick if you want I at mean, the party. I have breasts no one cares about. Yeah, so, cool. <laughs> I'll show uh, you my garbage tits. Stay tuned for that. Um, okay, wait, what else? That's it. Those are the four action items. So okay. you're going to come to that. That's the fourth one. So you have the, the uh, do I need to re, do I need to do a quick summary? Oh Number my God, one, everybody's already turned this Any off. whole dream guest. Oh. Number two, Chelsea Unhirable. Number three, I forget. Number four. <laughs> Rosa. 
Rosa. Yeah, tweet at Rosa. So that was actually number two. Number four, Dance Party. Right. And we're at Unhirable Show on everything. Except for the email, which is Unhirable Podcast. I mean, I'm at deleting gmail. the email. I no. hate the email. Hello, I never hello. Use That's it. how we can. No, no, no. You don't. I do. Okay. That's how I communicate <laughs> with guests and like PR agencies. Yeah. Oh my God. I had no idea you were doing Karen. that. <laughs> Come on. I've never been hireable in my life. I know. It's sad when I'm the like borderline more hireable part of the equation in that sense. Borderline line is really nice of you. I know. <laughs> everyone's like, no, she's garbage. No, you're not. Um. Anyway, we love you. We've had fun with you. Hopefully Thank you. Oh, love you're talking us to right them. Back. <laughs> I love you too. Um, get at us and hang out with us again next week. Bye. Bye. Rosa. Bye.